This is That Guy Jig Sports Podcast. I am him, J-I-G. Subscribe, rate, and review. We're talking NBA, folks. We're talking the National Basketball Association. The Pacers have now made a trade to solidify to solidify themselves as a top five, maybe top three team in the East. They have definitely solidified themselves as a top five, definitely top three seed in the East. They get George, uh, Pascal Siakam. They'll send away Bruce Brown, three first-round draft picks, and Jordan Nora. So they're giving away all their future, and they're going to bring in Pascal Siakam with us. And with When you add a guy like Pascal, and this lineup that looks like is going to be, you'll have Tyrese, you'll have uh, Benedict, you'll have uh, Buddy, Pascal, and then you'll have Miles Turner. So really, this starting five, you already know they can score, and now you bring in a little more, little more scoring and a little more defense. Pascal Siakam is a, is a, is a legit two-way player in the NBA. Now, I don't expect this trade to have the same significance as OG to New York because if, I, I don't know if you've seen it, but New York is New York is hooping. New York is hooping. The Knicks are something to be proud of if you are a Knicks fan. Now, I don't see this trade having that effect. I don't see this trade having that effect just because, I mean, as good as Pascal Siakam, an NBA champion. Pascal Siakam is an NBA champion. Let's not get that confused. But when you look at what the New York Knicks have done since that OG trade, I don't know if this Pascal Siakam trade has that same effect because the Knicks the Knicks needed OG in a way that I don't think the Pacers need Pascal Siakam. And at the end of the day, we are going to have to see how this works. Because I still think they need to add one more player if they truly want to be a contender. I mean, this team they have right now is definitely good. It's a solid, it's a solid starting five. It's a great team. It's definitely going to get you get you to the playoffs. It's going to get your, you know, it's going to get you some more seats sold. But what it's not going to do, it's not going to beat the Bucks. And it's not going to beat Miami. It's not going to beat the 76ers. And this is the top of the. And this is this is the top. These are the teams you have to compete with. And it's definitely not beating Boston. We're not even going to. We can't even talk about the Celtics. But overall, it's a great trade for the Pacers. Now, this is a team that's trying to get their first playoff series win since 2014. So you see why they go all in on a trade like this. You got a generational talent, Tyrese Halliburton. You made a good trade when you traded Sabonis to Sacramento. It was a trade for both teams. Both teams won. The worst thing you can do if you are the Pacers is not capitalize. So I understand this trade. I like the trade for the Pacers. I don't... I'm very curious to see who else leaves the Raptors. Are they just going to, you know, call it good, keep Scotty Barnes, keep Jakob Pertl, you keep Dennis Schroeder, you keep Gary Trent, or does or do you let some of these contenders come poaching? Do you let some of these contenders come hunting? These are questions that need handed out. And listen, other teams out there, the Lakers, we are waiting to see what they do with L.A. 
the Lakers have not done anything since they won the in-season tournament. This is a team that since they won the in-season tournament, they would not be making the playoffs. Right now, they sit in a 10th seed in the West. They're 4-6 and six in their last 10. It's not looking good in L.A. They need help in L.A. They've made another lineup change. You bring in D'Angelo Russell, Austin Reeves into the starting lineup, which I, I don't mind. I don't mind adding those two together in the starting lineup. You have AD, you have LeBron, and then at that, you know, at that last position in the starting five, you can really play around with it. You can really play around with it. Right now they got Prince in there, which is okay. Which is alright. Two-way player, you know, three and three and D type of a guy. So you understand where it comes from, but at the end of the day, you're 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 missing out on depth at other places. You're missing out on depth in other places. They need more shooting. They need shooting. They need more playmaking ability. I just, the Lakers are in a very tough spot. And I would be lying to you if I didn't say it didn't make me grin to see the LA Lakers in turmoil. Because this is a terrible roster. This is a terrible roster. The West is starting to formulate. John Morant's done for the season, so so are the Memphis Grizzlies. The Memphis Grizzlies right now, their best case scenario is they do what Golden State did. Now listen, I don't think people understand how much of a blessing it was that the Golden State Warriors were able to get the players that they got. And what I'm saying is I'm talking about that second wave of player because you remember once they won a couple of championships in Golden State, they went through that period where Clay got hurt, Steph Curry got hurt, and Draymond. They went through that period. And then what did they get? They got a lottery pick out of it. And that's where they passed up on LaMelo Ball. Well, now you look at the Grizzlies, they are in similar territory. If I'm the Grizzlies, Desmond Bain, you're done after All-Star break. Jaron Jackson, you're done after All-Star break. Because at what point does it become not worth it? As it stands right now, the Memphis Grizzlies are have 15 wins. And like I told you guys last a couple weeks ago, the Houston Rockets are right there with them. They were up there. They were riding high. But like I said, the cream pie has to drizzle out. And now you see them at the bottom of the West where they belong. Ime and Doku, joke's on you, bud. But getting back out, I mean, getting to the rest of the, of the West, you look at the Suns, 7-3 and three in their last 10. Utah Jazz, 9-1 in their last 10. Six-game win streak, one of the longest win streaks in the NBA. It's the longest. Cleveland Cavaliers coming in second place with a five-game win streak, 7-3 over their last 10. Now, this is the team that I, you know, this is the team that they expected to see in Cleveland. Top four, top five, not in the play-in, and now no one's talking about getting traded because you're doing what's expected. That's the thing, folks. When you do what's expected, no one talks about you because you're doing your job. But the moment you don't do what's expected, yeah, you're going to get, yeah, someone's going to throw a mud pie at you. But the Cleveland Cavaliers have figured it out. Number four in the West, which is a solid spot for them. 
The Miami Heat are right behind. The East is doing all right. The East is doing all right. I don't expect it. I Listen, it's still between the Boston Celtics and the Milwaukee Bucks. Now listen, a team like the Pacers, a team like the Heat, they get lucky or they get these breaks because Boston and Milwaukee can't what? They can't cut the mustard. They won't shit, so they just sit on the pot. Next thing you know, their legs are asleep. They stand up, and then here comes old wibbly-wobbly Miami knocking them out. It's just that simple, folks. Until Boston, until Milwaukee can, like, can, 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 can truly confirm, can, can truly search, destroy, seek, and just put a stranglehold on the East, especially Boston. Milwaukee got their chip. Giannis got his chip. I'm mainly talking to a team like the Celtics. At this point, you bring in Drew Holiday, NBA champion. You bring in Christophe Porzingis. You kept Jalen Brown. You gave him some. You got. You're giving him bread. You're giving Jason Tatum bread. Derek White's looking like he could be someone's someone's missing link. So what do you do if it doesn't work this year? Because I'm here to tell you, folks, it's not going to work. The Boston Celtics, this is not, listen, you can, you can, you can add all the air fragrance that you want, but this is still a shit bag. It's still a shit bag. You have some of the most average shooters in the NBA, listen to what I'm telling you, some of the most average shooters in the NBA shooting bulk shots. You will never win a championship like that. Listen, I don't know who needs to hear this. I don't know who in Boston needs to hear this. But the Boston Celtics will never win another NBA championship playing like they are the Golden State Warriors. You are not the Golden State Warriors. You're not. This ain't it. Ime Udoku had the theory. He had it. Yes, they were shooting threes. Yes, they were shooting threes. I understand that. But they he also told get to the bucket. Two-pointers, man. Let's get some guaranteed buckets. I don't understand at what point do the people in the analytics department just shut the hell up? At what point? Just answer the question. Comment below. But in the East, it's Milwaukee for me. It's Milwaukee. The 76ers don't move me. Embiid doesn't move me. Tyrese Maxey doesn't move me. Tobias Harris does not move me. Now listen, if you put any one of those three, especially those last two, Maxey and Harris, on a contending team, they move me. But on this team, no. No. This is all about the Milwaukee Bucks. It's all about Dame and Giannis. If Dame and Giannis figure this shit out in Milwaukee, it is over. If Milwaukee drops their nuts a little bit more and says, Chris Middleton, Brooke Lopez, you're gone. Let's bring in another guy. It's over. It's over for the Eastern Conference because I'm going to tell you something right here. And this is fact. Not this is fact. There is not a soul in the NBA that can stop Giannis Antetokounmpo. There's no one that can stop Giannis. So the Milwaukee Bucks have a 
unstoppable force. They have an unstoppable force. All they have to do is put great guys around him. Listen, Denver has given you the mold. Denver has given the NBA the rest of the mold for the next five to six years. Listen, there's always a wave. There is always a wave. We went through the big three. We went through the do-it-yourself era. We went through the team era with the Spurs. We went through all, all these errors. We are now in the era where you get yourself one great superstar. Listen to me. The Denver Nuggets have one superstar. They have one all-star on their team. Jamal Murray probably is not going to make an all-star team. He might. He could. But he averages 20 points a game right now. Argue with someone else. The Denver Nuggets have one all-star on their team right now. Now, will they have all-star participants? Will Michael Porter Jr. participate in the three-point contest? Will Aaron Gordon participate in the dunk contest? We do not know. But participating and being an all-star are two totally different things. They're two totally different checks. They're two totally different incentives. What I'm telling you is this. The Milwaukee Bucks have the mold if they can figure it out. It all comes down to if they can figure it out. All this, you know, they don't play no defense and all that stuff. That stuff comes with the game, man. That comes with the game. Sometimes you need to figure out offensively. Defense is effort, folks. That's all defense is. Defense is, I'm telling you, I'm telling myself, I'm going to slide my feet. I'm going to move my arms and move my hands and flail them in a way that when you shoot the ball, you are contested. That is effort. That is nothing to do with ability. Listen, when we're talking about the best of the best of the best, sir, with honors, when we're talking about the best of the best of the best, sir, with honors, it's about effort. We're not talking about physical ability. We're talking about effort. That's the difference. And when you're playing defense, I don't care if you're playing NBA, elementary, middle school, rec league, I don't care if you're in a wheelchair. It's all about effort. Defense is about effort, folks. That's what it's about. Move, move, slide. So until someone in the East can show me that they have an unstoppable force that can rival an Antetokounmpo, now yeah, Embiid, Embiid. But Embiid has an injury problem. He has an injury problem. And you know what? Embiid has never been to an NBA Finals. So honestly, I don't want to hear it. Joel Embiid can beat Jokic a thousand times. I don't care. Until he goes to an NBA Final, don't even put him in in the category with Giannis or Jokic. Because what are we talking about? What are we talking about? He's had Jimmy Butler, Ben Simmons. I get it. Okay, shut up. We won't bring up Ben Simmons. James Harden. He's had his fair share of superstars. There's two. Most players don't even get one. He's had two. And here we are. So out west, though, see, out west is different. Out west is a lot different because you got the Clippers. 
who right now are looking like no one can beat them. You know what? And here's my, I, I've, I've said this, I've said this, I've said this. And now that Goat James has spoken, maybe people will listen. But Ty Lu is the brain behind that operation. He's the brains of the operation. That's the guy. He's the brain. Fuck a James Harden. Yes, he is the system. Yes, he is the system. But guess what? This system was built by Ty Lue. And it just so happens that James Harden is the one navigating it. But the system is Ty Lue. Eric Bielemi is the offensive coordinator. Yeah, we get it. But whose system is it? Andy Reid's. We'll talk about that another day. But the West is different. You got the Clippers. But they're still chasing the, you know, the defending world champion Denver Nuggets. You still got to go through Yoke, Joke, Pope, Joke, Jokic. You still got to go through the Joker. You still got to go through Blue Arrow. You still got to go through Jamal, I mean, uh, Aaron Gordon. Michael Porter Jr. Reggie Jackson is rejuvenated. So that's what I, the West, all, all in the desert, in the desert, there's a horse and it has a name and it's the Phoenix Suns. Watch out for this group, folks. Do not sleep on the Suns. They are not to be trifled with. You got Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, and Bradley Bill on one roster. Once they get healthy, once they figure it the fuck out, watch out. Now, Frank Vogel, he's just a guy. Okay? He's just a coach. Don't expect him to come up with anything like Ty Lue. Just expect these guys with health, with time, all that good jazz. Expect them to get some, get understood. Because when you got three guys that can give you 30 a night, you just, you're going to win games. You're going to win games. So that's my top three in the West. And, and the thing about the West is, no, though the Nuggets are defending world champions, you can't say that they have a chokehold on the NBA. You can't say they have a chokehold on the Western Conference. Now, I know, Jay, what about the Thunder? The Thunder are getting knocked out in the first round. I'm telling you this now in January. I've told you this in December. I'm going to tell you again in January. I'll tell you again in February, March, and then when the playoffs come and the, and, and the Oklahoma City Thunder are at home, Cancun on three, I'm not going to say a word because I knew this was going to happen. The Thunder do not match up well with some of these other teams as far as size. As far as if we have two bodies to throw at Shea, who else is going to score? Don't worry, I'll wait because I'll be waiting for you to tell me for a while. See, the Thunder remind me of the Denver Nuggets when Jokic was carrying a team with with Will Barton, with with uh uh uh. uh Morris, Monte Morris, and no disrespect to these guys because these guys can hoop. But what I'm saying is Shea Gilchrist Alexander is carrying a squad full of third options when it comes to scoring. No one on the OKC Thunder right now, as we speak, 
would be a number two option on any other contending basketball team in the NBA. And call me a liar. But who does Josh Giddy? Who, what contending team is Josh Giddy the number two option on? What contending team is Jalen Williams the number two option on? What contending team is Chet Williams a, content, a, 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 a second option on? These are, seri- these are simple questions with simple answers, and it's none. It's absolutely none. These are great third options. Listen to me. If you put, if you put Chet on a Lakers, that's a great third option. Hell, that's a great fourth option. LeBron, AD, Austin Reeves, Chet. I mean, these are great options. You put him on the Kings. That, that's a great option. Not a great number one or number two, but hell, if Chet Holgram is your third, fourth option, you are living in luxury. You're walking on sunshine, and don't it feel good? Next line is, yeah, because it does. So that's why I'm not talking about the Thunder. I'm not talking about the Pelicans, because we know what Zion Williams is going to do. Absolutely nothing. I'm going to say this again. Absolutely nothing. Remember, the Pelicans and him don't like each other. They're trying to make it work. They're trying to make it work for the kids. But guess what? It ain't going to work. At the beginning of the season, they they were trying to move him. People, listen, I'm going to teach you a trick. I'm going to teach you a trick. A lot of of this news that that, that we see, they they report the real. And then they give you some made-up humbug. They told us Zion Williams is going was getting traded for the third overall pick to Portland. He was supposed to be moved. He did not get moved. Okay? But then all of a sudden, he's happy. No, he's not happy. They just have to make it work. They have to make a push. When you got Stephen A. Smith, good guy, don't know him, but a great, I mean, great guy. You got to love the cut of his jib. But when you got him reporting about a guy that rather eat than play basketball, how am I supposed to take this team seriously? This is your second option. Keep in mind, C.J. McCullough did not come there to be the second guy. He didn't come there to be the guy. He came there to be the third option. We've seen C.J. as a second as a second option. We saw CJ in the height in the best shape of his career with Dame Lillard in Portland as the second option. It ain't enough. It ain't enough. So how is it going to be enough in in, in New Orleans years later? It's not, folks. It's only a matter of time before, before Zion finds himself in New York Or if not Toronto, that's where his favorite college basketball buddy, R.J. Barrett, is at. He has free reign in a place like Toronto. I don't know. But as it stands right now, with, with talking about the conference standings, talking about trades, my top five for the MVP as it stands, I like Giannis, I like Shea, I like Jokic, I like Embiid. And my fifth, and my fifth, 
I like Tyrese Halliburton. I like Tyrese Halliburton. But this is That Guy Jig Sports Podcast. I am him, J.I.G. Subscribe, rate, and review. This is the NBA. First leg out of how many? Three. One of three. This is the NBA. This will be dropping here soon. We're going to talk about college football. And then we got the wild card weekend follow-up with the next round in the NFL. Here we go. It's getting real. It's been real. Thanks for listening. Once again, subscribe, rate, and review. And remember, we're on Instagram, That Guy Jig. Subscribe, rate, and review. And thanks for listening. This is That Guy Jig. Peace.